0: The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio.
1: And a very good Wednesday morning to you, February 21st, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat and Eric with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. A little peak of sunshine is starting to come up as the sun rises. Pat, you are like a ray of joy in the studio this morning. Welcome back.
2: I'm feeling better. I'm feeling a lot better.
1: A little under the weather, yeah, huh? Yeah, a
2: little under the weather yesterday, but uh, boy, did Eric do a good job yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he is Already got fans letting me what? know what a good job he did, and uh, oh, yeah, no, they're even now. related to him. And, uh, <laughs> but when he tried to to charge me for an autograph this morning, that crossed said, the line. We, that we, was we like said enough. Put, put your ego in check, young man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a great morning. Of course, Pat, a little under the weather yesterday. So Eric stepped in and was co-host for the morning. It was a fabulous morning. So just saying, Pat, that anytime you're worried about, you know, you're not feeling well, but you've got to try to get to the show. We've got somebody that is ready, to, uh, uh, not as seasoned, but well on his way to being a co-host of Morning seasoned. Show. Seasoned.
2: Seasoned. Is that not as Old is that what you're saying?
1: Experience, Not as
2: decrepit as you experience. Are. experience. So experience. I think we're just glad that you're back this morning. I'm so glad, glad to, it's be good to back see you this morning too. Yeah.
1: So I have an important question for you, Pat. <laughs> now that you're back, so let's talk here a little bit because the controversy is out there, and you know there is no better comfort food foodie than a Texan.
3: Oh, all okay, right.
1: Okay. Here's what we need to know because I know the difference between chili and stew now. Okay. What is the difference? Between a sticky bun and a cinnamon roll. Ooh. And the reason why this is so very important is today you do not want to confuse your cinnamon roll for your sticky bun. It is National Sticky Bun Day. So I would say the difference is cinnamon. Really, no cinnamon in a sticky bun? I don't
2: know. I mean, th- why, <laughs> why do you think that the Texans would know that?
1: I just feel like that is a, a, a very Texan kind of comfort yeah, food. Yeah, so we I, do cinnamon I, roll, but we're going to make it a sticky bun. So where
2: I came from, there was a a specific roll called a Mansky roll. Okay. I don't know if it came from Germany or where it came from, or it, but there it was the name Mansky roll, and it was a big like. Tall, but thin cinnamon roll. Really? Yeah. And, and it was definitely sticky. Okay. And it was definitely a lot of butter. A <laughs> lot of butter. Always a yeah. lot of butter. So, um, yeah, when when I was uh, 100 pounds heavier, lots that, of Mansky lot... Rolls went in there. Lots <laughs> wow. of Mansky Rolls and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So
1: I was looking at the article when they were talking about sticky buns and it definitely looked like it was whatever was on top made the difference of course icing goes over a cinnamon roll i think the basics or are there on a sticky bun but it's definitely more of a caramely and nut like a chopped pecans or something i prefer that that go on top
2: more than the white icing i prefer that i think
1: i've got a a, that's
2: me that's not a texan thing that's just that's just you
1: i have a cheater recipe that is, I think there was used to be a, a cooking show called Semi-Homemade where you bought the ingredients that just made it easier to put together using a butterscotch pudding. Ooh. And if you make it in a certain way, it makes like a caramely sauce.
4: Okay. Hey, put, all right. in, oh, I like that. Yeah. You put
2: nuts yeah. in with
1: it and then just use those frozen dinner rolls and... Get so what, what do you say? She needs up?
2: to make this up and 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 prove it. Yeah, that prove might it that might tomorrow. be like thon snack type <laughs> stuff. Oh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> okay. We got you an go. oven
5: here. You know, oh like God. not every not I, every studio five has an oven. Just started the show here this morning.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'll tell you what. We will see what we can do for Share-a-thon Ooh, this I like week. That but idea. National Sticky Monday. And you're right. There are origins of this type of pastry from Germany. Okay,
2: okay. Yeah, that's about right. Well, that that makes sense for the Mansky role. Uh So
1: it leads me to the next question, Pat. uh, What place on earth would you like to visit at least once in your lifetime, maybe to get yourself a a sticky bun? You've traveled widely through the. years. I I have traveled
2: quite a bit through previous jobs, but uh, I... I'd like to eat a sticky bun in the Holy Land. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's, the one, okay. that's on the bucket list Is for that sure. your bucket list? I... And Rome. I've never been to Rome.
1: Intra- really? Yeah.
2: yeah, I've never been to Italy. I've, okay. I've flown over it, but I've never. we didn't stop. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm, of course, on, on my way back to Italy coming up in April with a group of our closest friends, 20 of them from uh, the Holy Redeemer, we're going to be on pilgrimage there. So I'm looking forward to that trip, but it feels like nowadays, though, maybe as we get older and more kind of focused in our faith, I feel like all of the places that I want to go to in the world surround the faith. That's like the, the uh-huh, driving force uh-huh. that's getting uh-huh. me to it. I'm the same way. Did right, you ever read, right. uh, I, I believe it was um, of, oh, I can't remember the priest, but he was talking about different Marian places in the world, different consecrations. And he talked about the uh, Our Lady of Las Lajas. And it's in Colombia. The reason why I I focus on this one is the Basilica where it's at is literally um, built and almost carved into this valley. And you have to walk this long bridge across to get to it. It's really incredible. The story of the Holy Family on an image of a rock that appears to not just be on the surface, but it actually goes through the rock in different layers of it. So wow. I'll have to read you. Father Donald Calloway, I believe, talked about it in his book "Consecration to Mary." Maybe oh. uh, one of those. So I don't recall that. And I, uh,
2: I did read the book,
1: huh? So I'm wow. going to I'm going to talk about that maybe a little bit more in the show and and see if maybe we can inspire you to. Yeah, pick you a pilgrimage.
2: Sticky buns. Sticky buns in Germany. <laughs>
1: sticky buns in the Holy Land. I'm sure they have their version of it also. So welcome uh, back to the show, Pat. What do you have for us today?
2: Well, uh, there is a definitely spring in the air, even though the calendar doesn't say it. Spring is in the air, and I will tell you the surefire sign for that is
1: baseball baseball yeah. is a bad yeah
2: and all the mariners are in in camp now so we'll, we'll update you on that and uh, got some news coming out of the diocese of baker next door to us that we'll update you on as well
1: and a ruling from alabama supreme court is an Biggie. incredible story this is really big i'm so excited for this because this has long been on my mind and it has to do with the sanctity of life of of frozen embryos. Mm. They made a bold statement. They are standing by, and it looks like recent rulings from the U.S. Supreme Court will allow it to stay. So I'll have that story for you coming up in news. We're going to start today's show. It's Cooper Ray and Awake the Dawn. We are The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
3: up the giant in my heart it sleeps so soundly in the dark
2: Today Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Cooper Ray, wake the dawn. And that's what we're doing on this Wednesday morning. 7-Eleven, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Engineer Eric. And we have got a a little bit of fog rolling into the area with some of that rain. But hopefully by the weekend it'll burn off. We'll check the weather forecast as we head to camp with Bob Jenquis. That's next at Modern Day Radio
7: This is father eric anderson pastor of st stephen's catholic church in portland oregon please join me in praying a morning offering in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen O oh god in union with the immaculate heart of mary i offer thee the precious blood of jesus from all the altars throughout the world joining with it the offering of my every thought word and action of this day O oh jesus I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy
8: on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com.
9: Grow closer to the Lord through Day Radio's Linton
2: Challenge. Between now and Easter Sunday, resolve to listen to our dynamic Catholic programming more frequently. If you already listen for an hour a day, make it two. Listening for two hours, make it three. Whatever length you spend listening to Matreday Radio and the Hail Mary Media app, increase that time throughout the Linton season. The results might surprise you. Not only do we bring you the best of local and national Catholic shows, Monterey Radio is also teaming up with Ave Maria Press this Lent to bring you the dynamic series, Made for Heaven. Join Father Augustino Torres on a multimedia journey inspired by St. Francis. Free your heart from the desert of sin and open it up to love for others in the glory of Easter. You are made for heaven, so grow closer to Christ and take the Lenten Challenge now on on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the
5: Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.14 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 53 and low of 42 today. With showers all day. Maybe even a thunderstorm during the 4 o'clock hour. Windy today with gusts up to 20 miles an hour. Tonight it should dry out and turn partly cloudy.
1: Currently it is... Oh, excuse me here. Currently, it is 46 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in beautiful Vancouver. You
2: have to check your weather beetle there? Is that what you were doing? I did. I don't have that (laughs) that weather
1: hip like you do or that toe that tells me the temperature.
2: Well, my toe tells me it's 46 (laughs) at St. Vincent de Paul Church
1: and School in
0: Salem. (laughs) It's Faith in Action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization.
1: We had so much fun last week. We thought... Why not do it again? Joining us this morning to tell yeah, us we did. about some of the things that we, we didn't get all of the opportunity to talk about with a wonderful Camp Howard coming up this summer. Bob Jaquist is back with us. He is the summer camp director. Good morning, Bob. Well, a good thing can keep coming around again and again and again.
10: Well, good morning, Brenda. Good morning, everybody out there. And yes, uh, it it is. It's it's a great time to be at Camp Howard this summer as it is every year.
1: Bob, do you know, for how many years has Camp Howard been welcoming families to that beautiful grounds that they have?
10: Oh, my gosh. You know, I think it's, boy, you're you're putting me on the spot here, but I'm going to say about 66 years. Wow.
1: Isn't that incredible?
10: It's amazing. It really is. It really is. And, you know, uh, can't, you know, the w- one thing that I know is for generations, you know, from, from grandparents to parents to kids and, you know, kids to come, you know, it is a great place to be. I mean, during the summertime, kids have so much fun with so many activities and they just become closer to God and enjoy all the community and the, and the fellowship and the learning. And, and it just there's just so much to talk about that's benefit from being oh. up there.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're talking about legacy for some families. I even can remember my own father talking about CYO sports that he participated in. I've participated in sports when I was in school and all of my children have been a part of it. So you're right. It is a legacy. It is generational. And when you know that you have that many generations of families coming back again, And again and again, well, you're sure to have just an outstanding program for every family. And the way that these legacies start is by the family bringing kids together. And that's one of those wonderful ways that families can start their experience with with Camp Howard's and it's through their family camp. And that's one of the first ones you have coming up. Tell our listeners about this great opportunity.
10: You bet. You bet. Absolutely. So Family Camp is an annual tradition at Camp Howard, and this year it runs from June 27th through June 30th, so mark your calendars, uh, and it's a perfect opportunity for families to enjoy camp together in their own cabin. Uh, there's four days and three nights of uh, just a lot of family fun to get a taste of Camp Howard's home-style meals, the fun activities, and a private cabin, of course. Um, you know, and, and you can always go to our website, org and look for the Camp Howard cab and get to the answers to a lot of frequently asked questions in the driving directions and how to register.
1: Bob, with something like family camp, do families go uh, sign in and check in and get their cabin, and then is their day to organize, or do they have an opportunity to pick and choose what types of activities they feel would be best for their families depending on the day?
10: We try to tailor uh, family camp to give them a taste of everything that's up there at Camp Howard, uh, there is, of course, there's a a lot of uh, of of ad lib time. Let's let's call it that, to be able to explore on your own and, and go to some of the different activities that are around uh, around camp, and just kind of build your own experience
1: absolutely perfect. So, let's say a family then has come together. They've mm-hmm. kind of gotten some uh, a little feel for how it is and the kids of course had a great time. Now sure. the kids are ready to go to camp, but maybe they're not ready for like a full week. What are your uh, availabilities for things that help kids kind of get introduced to their own camp?
10: Right. And and I and I'm going to and we call it mini camp. And mini camp runs from June 30th to July 3rd. And it's led by kids, you know, the, the, the wide range from ages 6 to 14, and it's, it's, they may not be able to commit to a full week or, they, or maybe camp is a little bit new to them, and it gives them that, that experience without, without, without committing to the entire week-long uh, uh, program.
1: And then, Bob, there's always need for volunteers. It takes right. a small army to put together these wonderful camps. And you do are always asking for those camps. But parent volunteers have a unique opportunity to volunteer and then receive credit. How does that work?
10: So parent volunteers can can be there at any session uh, that uh, Camp Howard operates during the course of the summer. And, and you're right. Parents are totally welcome. We love to be able to have you folks there. I mean, get the, get the experience and the feel for, for Camp Howard and earn a $500 credit uh, toward your campers experience there at Camp Howard over the course of the summer. It's a great way to be able to spend a week and enjoy the camp and maybe even be around your own child and just kind of get a feel for the experience and, and what it is that Camp Howard's all about
1: well no better way to get a feel for camp howard is to actually yep. visit it yourself you've got some opportunities for open houses for families and to be able to come see it and bring their kids right along when are those happening
10: so the open houses there's two of them so please mark your calendars and we'll remind you a little bit later and over the course of the next few weeks too. mark your calendars may 4th and june 23 okay are the opportunities to be able to visit camp. And you're going to explore where the activities happen, and you're going to meet our camp leadership, and you're going to meet. in fact, you're going to be able to meet the camp counselors and our staff there too. So it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a great way to be able to spend a Saturday up there. Uh, and, 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 again, love to be able to see everybody up there at the same time.
1: Oh, always enjoy a good time, and really, yep. I think that your reviews say everything. So, if you are maybe a family interested in it, ask a parishioner who you know have been to camp. I know they would be more than happy to share the wonderful experiences at Camp Howard. And then, real quickly, Bob, before we go this morning, where can they go to register and find out information about those open houses?
10: So again, we want you to be able to go to uh, camphoward.org dot org. Excuse me, c y o dot org. All right. Uh, on the web, you're going to be able to find all the answers to your question, questions about camp, uh, the different sessions, uh, and some of the the, the timing for the um, uh, excuse me for the uh, um, open houses. Uh, give it a look. And if you can't find the answers there, please give us a call at our office, 503-231-9484.
1: Well, always a wonderful time down at Camp Howard. We know you are busy and excited to be welcoming people to summer camp this year. Bob, thanks so much for joining us today.
10: You bet. Thank you for having me.
2: 722 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You know, one of the things I really enjoy most about Shareathon is when Sister Krista comes in from CYO. I tell you what, she it is, is always a
1: good hour, isn't it?
2: Man, she's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She sure is. She knows how to have a good time, and we want you to be a part of this good time. Mark your calendar, April 8th through 12th. That is our Spring Shareathon. Renew Your Hope is our theme. We're excited about that theme, and we want you to be a part of it. Help us build the matching fund for that week. You know, during the week, we always have these challenges that go on. And this is when we raise that money for those challenges. And we need you to help us build that matching fund. So renew your hope. Be a part of the share coming April 8th through 12th with Sister Krista from CYO Camp
6: Howard and your friends here at Mater Dei Radio.
8: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Dei Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Dei Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materderadio.com. The Morning Blend. Two hours a
0: day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: 725 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the Diocese of Baker issues guidance on the blessing of same sex couples. We've got details on that just ahead.
1: And the Alabama Supreme Court rules and decides that every child is sacred. Regardless of their location. And I'll explain what they mean by that and how this will affect other countries, other states across the country. I'll have that story for you after Beautiful Lenten Music by Audrey Assad. It is restless. And we are Brenda Patton Eric on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
4: singing rise into the heavens rise into
2: Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, songs for the Lenten season, that's Audrey Assad and Restless. It's 730. <laughs>
1: The Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that frozen human embryos constitute children under state statute, a decision that could have wide-reaching effects in in vitro fertilization and other medical concerns there. The nine-judge court said in an eight-to-one ruling that the state's wrongful death of a minor act is sweeping and unqualified, and that its provisions extend to children, quote, regardless of their location. Now, Alabama voters in 2018 approved a state constitutional amendment affirming the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children. While in 2019, the state enacted a near total ban on abortions, one that went fully into effect with the repeal of Roe v. Wade in 2022. Catholic News Agency reported the state's high court's ruling came following a lawsuit brought by several parents whose frozen embryos had been accidentally destroyed at a fertility clinic. The plaintiffs had argued that the destruction fell under the state's wrongful death of a minor act. In the decision, the justices cited in part the Bible, including passages from Genesis affirming the sanctity of human light, as well as commentary From St. Thomas Aquinas.
2: The United States again on Tuesday vetoed a draft U.N.'s resolution on the Israel-Hamas war, blocking a demand for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. Thirteen council members voted in favor of the Algerian-drafted text while Britain abstained. It was the third such U.S. veto since the start of fighting on October 7th. U.N. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield said that the U.S. vetoed the draft resolution over concerns it could jeopardize current talks between the U.S., Egypt, Israel, and Qatar that seek to broker a pause in the war and release all the hostages held by Hamas in the Gaza Strip. The United States has since proposed a rival draft resolution calling for a temporary ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war and opposing a major ground offensive by its ally Israel in Rafah. It plans to allow time for negotiations and will not rush to a vote.
1: Two U.S. officials have confirmed that an Air Force MQ-9 Reaper drone has crashed near Yemen after Houthi rebels claim to have shot down an American aircraft. The officials stressed that it was unclear if the Houthis were involved. If they are, it would be the second time since November that the Iranian backed militant group has taken out a Reaper drone, which has a wingspan of 66 feet and costs about 32 million dollars. The Houthi claimed to have shot down the Reaper above western Yemen with a surface-to-air missile and published footage purporting to show the incident and the subsequent wreckage. The claims, however, were not immediately confirmed and the video could not be verified.
2: Bishop Liam Carey of the neighboring diocese of Baker has asked priests in Eastern Oregon not to bless known cohabitating couples of the same sex or both sexes because he does not believe that blessings for couples in such situations could be carried out in a scandal-free manner. If a cohabitating heterosexual couple or a same-sex couple were to ask a priest to bless them, they would be seeking an official sign of approval for behavior that the church teaches is sinful in God's sight, he wrote in a recent statement. I asked priest of Baker not to bless known cohabitating couples of the same sex or both sexes. Bishop Liam Carey concluded individual men and women, however, should feel free to request and should receive a priestly blessing outside of mass
1: in response to a formal request from ambulance provider american medical response to loosen multnomah county staffing requirements chair jessica vega peterson responded tuesday with her own four-point plan to address amr slow response times and threats of more fines. Vega-Peterson's office outlines its reason for sticking with the two paramedic model, some of which are unique to Multnomah County. The national standard of care for medical emergencies is for at least two paramedics to respond, the county's chair office said. When neighboring Oregon counties where AMR operates using the one-and-one one model, Multnomah County said that local fire departments are generally able to supply a second paramedic when responding to the same call. The county pointed out that AMR has struggled still to adequately staff ambulances in Clackamas, Clark, and now Washington counties, despite the different model un- in place there while response times are not quite as chronically poor in those counties amr routinely fails to meet standards in each the county will now convene its own experts and some from the oregon health authorities in the next 30 days to consult on the county's review of its ambulance service plan
2: Well, it may be raining outside, but spring's on the way. And here's a sure sign of it. In sports, the Seattle Mariners position players joined their pitching and catching teammates on the field yesterday in Glendale, Arizona, for the first full squad workout of spring training. The Mariners finished 88-74 last season and missed the playoffs by just one game. They've had an active offseason with multiple player acquisitions despite a relatively cash-strapped budget. The M's first spring training game is actually Saturday afternoon against the Baltimore Orioles. And they open the regular season on March 28th. It's coming fast at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. They'll take on the Boston Red Sox.
1: So do you have some garbage lying around your house? You want to get rid of it? You can take it to church. That's what one parishioner does. Carol Eikenberry goes to Mass at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. She brings along her garbage, but it's for a new program. After mass, she returns to her car to retrieve a bin, and it's filled with things like banana peels and coffee grounds, and she dumps it into the parish's outdoor compost container. It's part of the Congregation to Compost program in Clark County. The partnership with Faith-Based Organization is part of Clark County's effort to, as they say, keep valuable nutrients out of landfill and transforms them into to richer, healthier soil. Eikenberry says it's saving the planet in my own little small way. Eikenberry is among more than 50 parish families now participating in the Congregation to Compost program that was launched with the help of the parish's Life, Justice, and Peace Commission. The parish school, well, they also compost, something they've been doing for at least 10 years says Eileen Sherrill. She is the communications director for the parish and school. Today, she says the school has 415 students in grades K through 8 and 72 in their preschool program. That's a lot of trash going out at lunch. So when students finish their lunch, they pour leftover milk into waste containers, put dry waste into the garbage, and put compostable materials into the cafeteria's 64-gallon bin. They say roughly 16 to 20 gallons of compostables are properly discarded every single day. Wow! Now, the coordinator of the parish program, Mary Jo DeVlemic, says anytime we do something together as the body of Christ or together as church, it helps us recognize the unity that we have with each other. We're not only doing something for the earth. We're doing something for one another. Way to go, St.
0: Joe's.
2: Way
1: to go, St. Joe's.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
5: Well, at St. Francis Parish in Sherwood this Thursday, they're having a conference entitled Jesus Heals. All are invited to this conference, which includes mass, preaching, Eucharistic adoration, and prayers for healing with Father Roy Pilati. Come and experience the healing touch of Jesus. And for this and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com. There you'll find the entire community calendar. And you can also find it on our free Hail Mary media app. I like that. It should be on a bumper sticker. Jesus heals. Oh, beautiful.
1: You should do that. that I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever come up with that before. Jesus
5: heals, Jesus saves, Jesus I, I've talks. I've seen that one, but Jesus heals, yeah. yeah and like, Jesus like wants that. your compost. And- <laughs> <laughs> At least the St. Joe's
2: in Vancouver, he does. <laughs> Hey, uh, we have got a lot of saintly feast days going on. St. Peter Damien today, and on Friday, St. Polycarp. Father James Kabicki checks in to tell us more about this incredible saint. You'll want to stick around for that next after
9: we check weather at Day Radio. <laughs> Join Matcha Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Stephen Caith in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord of the harvest, your word finds a home in our hearts, calls us into community, and invites us to generous service of the human family. Bless with courage and spirit your priestly people call to full participation in the one body of Christ. May many choose to respond in public service to your call offered in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadio.com.
1: Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Day Radio or anytime on MatodeiRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app.
5: 42 here at Monterey Radio high of 53 and low of 42 today here at the studio it's raining and blowing and it's going to do that all through the rest of the day gusts of wind up to 20 miles an hour maybe even thunderstorms during the 4 o'clock hour today should dry out tonight and it should be partly sunny all through the rest of the week
1: currently it is 47 degrees at St.
11: Anthony's Catholic Church out in Forest Grove
2: and the rain's coming down 46 at St. Cecilia Parish and School in Beaverton
11: how can the lives of the saints help us on our journey to Christ? With me today to help us embrace the Lenten season and to learn more about the lives of the saints is Jesuit priest, Father James Kubicki. Welcome, Father James. And already we're going to have some saints get us going on this Lenten journey of faith.
12: That's right. So we celebrate the uh, Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, and then the 23rd. In the church calendar, we have one of the early Christians. Uh, he was, I call it a second-generation Christian, St. Polycarp, because he was a disciple of the Apostle St. John. So he learned firsthand from an eyewitness of Jesus' uh, crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus' teaching and healings. He learned firsthand about the love of God revealed in Jesus. And so it's it's wonderful that we celebrate him right after celebrating Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. And the reason I say that is because on Ash Wednesday, I like to say this, that the church puts death right in our face, Mm -hmm. right on our foreheads. We get ashes. And while ashes are a sign of penance uh, throughout history, into the Old Testament times before Jesus, people would show their sorrow for sins by sprinkling ashes on themselves We also see ashes as a reminder of our mortality, that we're not going to live forever. And so I always prefer the uh, invocation. There's actually two invocations that can be used on Ash Wednesday. The one I prefer is remember you are dust and to dust you will return because that's a reminder that um, we don't live forever Uh, while we're made in the image and likeness of God. We are also physical creatures who get older, who lose their vitality, who get sick, and who eventually die. And the reason I I love the fact that St. Polycarp is because he lived a good, long life. He was bishop of a town in Asia Minor, what is now Turkey. The town was Smyrna. And uh, he lived to the age of 86. And when Christians were being persecuted and rounded up to be killed. He was brought forward and, uh, he was given one last opportunity to show that he was renouncing his Christian faith. And his friends, you know, looking out for his physical good encouraged him and they said, look, you know, just go through the motions of offering a sacrifice to the idols of, of eating, you know, meat that is sacrificed there and uh he he had a wonderful way of putting it uh, he he said you know that if after 86 years he were to show that he was disloyal to Christ who had been so loyal and faithful to him what kind of witness would that give to the people there and they would think you know this this man clearly didn't believe in Jesus and didn't have faith even as he was approaching the end of his life at at 86. He thought, how many more days, weeks, months, years am I going to have at the age of 86? Why should I hold on to the little bit of life that I have left and give such a disloyal witness to Jesus? And so he refused to go and sacrifice to the idols. And in in time, he was uh, placed on a pyre of fire. And it it was set ablaze, uh, but it didn't harm him. They say that the blaze went all around him, and it was like an oven. And in that oven, his body shone like um, uh, gold uh, being um, purified. Uh, so he's a great example to us, I think, Dean Marie, that you're never too old to give witness to Jesus.
11: Yeah, absolutely. And if, if it was that this is the only life we have, then these, um, these people saying, well, why don't you just don't really worry about your faith, but we know the truth. And when we know the truth and we encounter Jesus, we know it's all about Christ. It's all about eternal life. And I cannot um offend my Lord. I cannot turn away from God. I cannot offend the God who made me. And so what a great witness of St. Polycarp. And there's these different um practices we have in Lent, you know, prayer and fasting and almsgiving just kind of emptying ourselves. And I see St. Polycarp is one of those who emptied himself. He just continued to stand firm. And what in a weaker body, we talked earlier about the World Day of the Sick and those who are sick and suffering, but he was willing to be courageous, uh, all for Christ, all for Christ.
12: That's right. And you know, that was the love of Christ. He had been touched by the love of God that came through Jesus Christ. And a uh, you know, hearing about the crucifixion firsthand from John, who was an eyewitness to it, um, his heart was moved that he gave his entire life to Jesus. And so, you know, for us uh, to enter into the spirit of Lent, uh, it's not simply a kind of spiritual gymnastics, but the motivation for us should be to know the love of Jesus in a deeper way through our prayer, which will lead us to want to discipline ourselves to let go of those things that are obstacles to our our loving God, uh, maybe that have become kind of an idol for us. it might be food or drink or whatever it might be, and then you know as we pray and offer sacrifice fast, we also then have in mind charitable acts, almsgiving, where through our prayer we're moved to see others the way Jesus sees them and to want to meet their needs and perhaps. By giving up uh, something during Lent, uh, we save some money, and we can use that money to uh, offer alms for those who are in greater need than we are.
11: You know, Father James, I think about St. Polycarp's situation, and even those people that he loved— encouraged him, you know, don't rock the boat. Let's just, you know, we we want to preserve your life, but aren't we caught up sometimes, whether it's in a work situation or it's in a school situation, you know, don't rock the boat. Maybe you're, you're seeing something that is, is offending God, whether it's one of, one of his 10 commandments or how we're treating the dignity of human life. And there's this pressure from the culture. Well, don't rock the boat. Uh, but we do need to stand firm in the truth, even when it does cause some controversies around us.
12: Boy, that is so well said, Dean Marie. You know, the word martyr, which uh, St. Polycarp was, um, means witness. And we may not be called to witness in the same way that Polycarp was, where our lives are being threatened, we're being persecuted. But we're all called to witness. It might be within our families in a difficult situation. It might be in the workplace. Uh, Wherever it may be, the way we recreate, the entertainment that we engage in, um, we're called to be witnesses And we should never do something or say something that we would be ashamed of of Jesus hearing or seeing if we were walking with him each day. And we should be cognizant of that, aware of that, that Jesus is present everywhere. He's with us. So we never want to say or do anything that would give a a bad witness. And as you said, it, it may, in these times that we live in, be a kind of, we call it a white martyrdom. Red martyrdom means you actually die. You, you're tortured and you die. But it might be another kind of torture. It might be the torture where we feel bad that we have to say something that uh, will create some, will rock the boat, will will stir up some of the waters. But we always want to do it with love. So the word is to speak the truth, but do it with love. Never harboring any kind of resentment, uh, not hitting people over the head with the truth, but in a gentle sort of way, presenting it to them.
11: Right. Well, St. Polycarp is great uh, example for us as we enter into Lent. And I think about as we close just our candidates and catechumens, those who are preparing for the sacraments at Easter Vigil. These are the last few weeks for them, for their sponsors, for the teams that really lead them and for all of us, to be those witnesses, that they are on the road to baptism for many, to First Holy Communion and Confirmation, that we want to be good witnesses to those who are coming to prepare to become part of the body of Christ.
12: That's right. Our communities are, you know, little incubators for those people joining the faith. And so we want to make sure that it's a good environment for them as they prepare to be baptized during the Easter season.
11: Well, as we enter into the Lenten season, and we'll have you back as we continue into these weeks of Lent, will you help us close this day uh, with your prayer and blessing, Father James?
12: Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, for his own example of fasting for 40 days and being tempted. We ask you to keep us strong and keep us strong in our Lenten practices so that we may be prepared to witness to our faith when we renew our baptismal promises at Easter. And we ask your blessing upon all of us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
11: Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. Have a blessed Lenten season. We'll be talking with you soon.
12: Sounds good, Dina Marie. Goodbye.
2: 753 at Mocker Day Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life and we are congratulating our parish of the week actually I guess parishes of the week it's our lady mm-hmm. of perpetual help in cottage grove and their mission church St Philip Benizi in Cresswell and uh, congratulations to Father John Boyle, his team down there, and all the great parishioners. They just came off a big mission uh, on the holy face of Jesus. Oh, it really looked sure. like a great mission that they had there, and we want to salute them and their fine work that they're doing down there in Cottage Grove, and we want to salute your parish as well. So tell us why we should make your church our parish of the week. Drop us an email, info, I-N-F-O, at matradayradio.com. Then next Tech Tuesday, 840 sarah kinsey will be here and she could be talking about your parish as our parish of the week here at mater day radio
13: are you struggling with exhaustion or feel overwhelmed in your daily life healthy
1: living with yvonne provides practical advice to help take care of body mind and soul through the healthy living project a 90-day wellness coaching experience that utilizes nutrition exercise and prayer To learn more and schedule a discovery call, visit HealthyLivingWithAvon.com. That's HealthyLivingWithAvon, I V O N N E.com.
0: The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at ModernDayRadio.com.
14: Think of that person in your life that you have a hard time reconciling with. If he or she doesn't immediately come to your mind, ask your guardian angel to help you discern who that person might be. Pray for that person every day through the rest of Lent, even if you can't stand them. What good is it to fast and obey every discipline of Lent, but still end up after 40 days not reconciled with each other? The Lord's Prayer is an important prayer to revisit on a deeper level during Lent. We pray, give us this day our daily bread as we forgive those who trespass against us. We must rely on God for all things and be reconciled with Him. But we must also become reconciled with each other. This is Matt Maloney for KnowTheFaith.net
8: Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Dei Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Dei Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materderadio.com.
0: The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Monterey Radio.
2: 7.56 at Monterey Radio. Does anybody really know what time it is?
1: Well, let me check my watch.
2: Well, the Oregon legislature is trying to figure it out. We'll tell you more about that just ahead in news.
1: And this morning, thousands of people woke up this morning to an email that said, your student loan debt is forgiven. I'll have that story for you as well coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
15: Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Born in the year 1007 to a poor family in Ravenna, St. Peter Damien was the last of seven children. When he was born, his mother felt overwhelmed and she had no desire to care for one more child. He would have been left for dead if not for the kindness of a family friend who encouraged his mother to care for him. Peter's childhood would be far from easy, though. His mother died, leaving him orphaned and in the care of an older brother who mistreated him. Finally, after several years of harsh treatment, he was taken in and educated by another brother, Damianus, who was archpriest of Ravenna. Peter thrived under his care and added his name to his own, becoming Peter Davian. Excelling in studies, he eventually landed at the University of Parma, and by the age of 25, he had become a well-known professor in both Parma and Ravenna. Even during his time in secular life, he was known for his acts of penance. He wore a hair shirt under his clothes, fasted rigorously, and spent many hours in prayer. Then in 1035, he discerned a call to religious life and joined the isolated Benedictine hermitage in Fonte Avellana. While there, he intensified his penitential practices to such a degree that he eventually suffered from insomnia and discovered the new for prudence with his strictness. He quickly became a spiritual guide to many of the monks and was so popular that he was invited to teach at neighboring monasteries. Before long, he was elected prior and helped establish five new houses in the surrounding regions. Then in 1057, he was called by Pope Stephen IX to Rome to help reform the clergy. Appointed Cardinal and Bishop of Ostia, Peter helped to fight against the evils of simony and Nicolaism within the church. Used as a peacemaker and a troubleshooter, Peter was sent into difficult situations to help settle disputes. He worked to return religious life to primitive discipline and warned clergymen against the lure of comfortable living. Over the course of his lifetime, he wrote over 170 letters, 53 sermons, and seven different biographies, adding to the rich understanding of theology in the church. Longing for the simplicity of monastic life, Peter was finally permitted to retire as bishop and return to the life of a hermit. However, he was still called upon as a papal legate in Church Matters and journeyed to different cities in continuing efforts to reform those who were in error. Eventually, after returning from one such assignment, Peter Damien fell sick with a fever and died surrounding by his brethren in the Abbey in 1072. He was immediately declared a saint by the people and was officially declared a doctor of the church in 1828. Pope Benedict XVI described him as one of the most significant figures of the 11th century. Peter Damien is an example to us of the power of prayer, penance, and humility. Although he would have preferred a simple life as a hermit, he was a willing tool in God's hands and used his gifts to guide others in their spiritual journeys. His personal commitment to self-reform made him the perfect man for the job when it came to correcting clergymen in error and fighting against abuse in the church. His life should challenge us to consider how we might deepen our prayer lives. We should consider what acts of penance God is calling us to in order to reform our own hearts. St. Peter Damien, pray for us.
2: Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints and to pray along with them during this Lent, just download the Hail Mary Media app. Details on how to do that at matradayradio.com. It's eight o'clock.
1: In your news this morning, an email went out to some student loan borrowers basically saying, You're debt free. On Wednesday, the Federal Education Department zeroed out loan balances for nearly 153,000 borrowers. Now, These are people who borrowed $12,000 or less and have been paying their student loans for at least 10 years and enrolled in the Biden administration's repayment plan called SAVE that was launched last summer. Since the Supreme Court last year struck down the administration's plan to forgive hundreds of billions of dollars in federal student loan debt, the Savings on Valuable Education, that is the SAFE plan, is the program to forgive student debt. Now, Some lawmakers have tried to stop the SAFE plan, arguing that it is outside of the administration's authority.
2: Oregon senators have rejected a bill that would make Oregon the only state on the west coast to switch permanently to standard time. In a 15-15 vote yesterday, Senate Bill 1548 went down after lawmakers and both parties raised concerns that Oregon would be going it alone, creating confusion for people who travel frequently to and from neighboring states. The idea isn't completely dead, however. Supporters will try to put an amended version back before the Senate before the session is over. The alter bill would ensure Oregon does not change its standard time without other neighboring states doing the same. In 2019, you may recall, the legislature approved a bill that would have kept the state permanently on daylight savings time, a move requiring congressional approval that never came. Leaving the state on standard time is a much simpler change, requiring only that lawmakers and the governor agree.
1: So for somebody like me coming from Clark County, if they change the time always to standard time, I might be in a bit of a time warp, meaning that, you know, just down the road, I'd be in one time. And then as soon as I cross that bridge, well, I'd be back an hour.
2: Exactly. So <laughs> they just want that to be uniform okay. up and down the West Coast. It seems
1: like they're... this
2: has been going on for I so know.
1: long. It's going to be hard to get everybody together on this. However, Arizona does not change their time. And I think people seem to figure that out just fine. Uh, Idaho's got it, though, in their legislature. Washington and California are all trying to do it. So uh, I don't know if they'll be able to get together. they probably not, but... <laughs> At least not anytime soon. I'll try to be. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, not in my lifetime, though. But someday. two years since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began, the Knights of Columbus are vowing to continue their efforts to deliver material and spiritual aid to suffering and displaced Ukrainians. So far, the Knights have raised a record $22 million and delivered 7.7 million pounds of supplies to victims of the ongoing war. The Knights of Columbus first announced their plan to help Ukraine just days after the invasion began. With thousands of members of the Knights of Columbus and their families directly in harm's way. Simon Sizik, the head relief organizer in Eastern Europe, said the Knights felt they had no choice but to help. So far, Sizik said the Knights of Columbus have been able to help 1.6 million war victims throughout the country with food, medicine, help with shelter and other necessities. Their primary focus has been to help women and children as well as disabled and elderly people.
2: Bishop Pierre-André Dumas, vice president of the Haitian Bishops Conference, is reportedly in stable condition after being caught in an explosion in the Haitian capital of Port-au-Prince Sunday evening. A communique sent out by the Conference of Catholic Bishops of Haiti announced that Dumas was affected by an explosion which reached the house where he was accommodated during his stay in Port-au-Prince. The press release noted that the bishop is stable but did not provide additional details on the explosion or the bishop's condition. This is the latest incident to hit the Catholic community in the Caribbean island that's been rocked by gang violence, murder, and political instability. Nearly a month ago, six Haitian religious sisters of the Congregation of St. Anne were abducted in Port-au-Prince, then released on January 25th after a week in captivity.
1: Well, Pat, in case this radio morning show thing doesn't work out for you, I've got a perfect job waiting for you. NASA is looking for four people to join its year-long mission in a Mars simulator as the agency continues research for human exploration of the planet. The agency is already halfway through the first of three of its planned crew, health and performance exploration analog missions. As the agency continues to collect data from it, applications are now live for its next four-person cohort to live and work from a 3D printer. 1,700-square-foot facility at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. Been right. there. Right Been in there your backyard. Yeah. Now, starting in the spring of 2025, participants will undergo some of the trials and tribulations of life on the Red Planet, including resource limitations, equipment failures, communication delays, and other environmental stressors. Crew members will additionally have to do spacewalks, operate robots, exercise, grow crops, and maintain the facility known as the Mars Dune Alpha. Now, details about pay, though... Well, those are going to be discussed during the screening process. It's
2: those stressors that scare me a little
1: bit. Right. The communication part, though, I think you'd have that down just fine.
2: Why it's... did you think of me? Because I look like Matt Damon?
1: Well, because <laughs> I just kind of feel like the, it's almost like a biodome, right? I think yes. you've had experience with that, haven't oh, you? Because I look like
5: Polly Shore. That's what it is. <laughs> Sounds like a sitcom setup. My goodness. Definitely. Definitely. I think Definitely. they
1: should absolutely record that and make it a reality show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Call it Big Brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> In sports, the College Football Playoff Board of Managers unanimously approved a model that will guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions inclusion in the expanded 12-team field this fall, along with the next seven highest-ranked teams the CFP announced yesterday. After months of delay at the behest of the dwindling Pac-12, the decision was made yesterday morning in a virtual meeting of the 10 FBS commissioners and Notre Dame President Reverend John Jenkins. The vote had to be... Unanimous for the 5 plus 7 format to be approved, and the PAC-12 had either previously abstained or asked for a delay as it's worked on determining its future following sweeping conference realignment.
1: In the beginning of the show today, we talked about the places on earth we'd like to visit. And I said, the National Shrine Basilica of Our Lady of Las Lajas in Colombia. Yeah, this is cool. Here's her story. In 1754, the woman Maria Mousses and her deaf-mute daughter Rosa were caught in a terrible storm in a river valley in Colombia. Desperate for help, they sought refuge between some large stones when suddenly Rosa who was, as a mute didn't talk, cried out, the Mestiza is calling me. Her mother looked up and saw that her daughter was pointing toward a beautiful image on a rock of the Blessed Virgin Mary holding the baby Jesus illuminated by flashes of lightning. Well, this place quickly became a pilgrimage site. Now, the image itself is still there on the rocks and depicts the Blessed Virgin Mary as Queen of Heaven holding the baby Jesus with St. Francis of Assisi and St. Dominic on either side praying. Now, apart from appearing miraculously in the first place, the image has other incredible properties. Now, according to one source, geologists from Germany board course samples from several spots in the image. There is no paint, no dye, nor any other pigment on the surface of the rock. And the colors are the colors of the rock itself. And even more incredible, the rock is perfectly colored to a depth of several feet. Now, several shrines have been built on the site with the most recent one built in the early 20th century. And what a shrine it is. The church is built up on one side of the valley, then has a bridge to the other side. Pat, I showed you a picture of that shrine. Really incredible. So it's in Columbia. So, uh, you know, if things settle down to a point where it's safe, I think that... uh, I would definitely love to go there someday. And you're
2: telling me that image that you showed me of Our Lady and uh, St. Francis and St. Dominic, no paint?
1: No paint. And you would wow. not even wow. believe that that is the case. And obviously, and the image goes through the rocks several feet.
2: I encourage people to check it out. It's a, That's
1: amazing. Brenda. It is, again, Our Lady of Las Lajas, L-A-J-A-S.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
5: Well, here in our Catholic community, we are honoring Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove as our Parish of the Week. And Fridays at Our Lady of Perpetual Help, the day begins with adoration. Can't think of a better way to get started at 7 o'clock, followed by 9 a.m. Daily Mass. They have Friday stations at 7 p.m., followed by exposition and benediction of the Blessed Sacrament, as well as confession, for these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com, check out the entire community calendar, and find it on the Hail Mary media app. Well, speaking of adoration, Adoration Night tonight at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church
2: here in Portland. Some wonderful music coming in from our friend Daniel Oberreiter, and he's going to tell us all about this fantastic evening and how you can be a part of it after we check
6: weather next
9: Please join Macha Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary, Sister Anne Marie Warren, with the morning
15: offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For
9: more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit Matardayradio.com.
1: Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com.
2: Mater Dei Radio celebrates the life-changing work of all of our Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week, we're excited to recognize the Catholic parish of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove and its Mission Church, St. Philip Benizi in Cresswell. Your church community could be our next winner. Tell us why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at That's I-N-F-O at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our parish of the week. Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the morning blend to announce our next winner. Congratulations to Pastor Father John Boyle, his staff, and the dedicated parishioners at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove and St. Philip Benizi in Cresswell on being named our Parish of the Week at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and
5: everyday life. 813 here at day Radio, high of 53 and low of 42 today with showers all day, gusts of wind up to 20 miles an hour. Possible thunderstorms in the afternoon. It should dry out tonight and become partly cloudy. A high pressure front's moving in. It's going to push the rainy system out of the valley, and we should be partly sunny Thursday through Sunday. Great weather out there for you guys.
1: Currently, it is 46 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso, Washington.
5: And is warmed up to 48 degrees
2: at St. Mary's in Albany.
1: Coming up for the second Sunday of Lent, we have a beautiful gospel reading, and it is the story of the transfiguration. That's a story that I think about personally so, so many times. The idea of being on the hilltop, on the mountaintop with Christ, not wanting to leave. Well, we do live in the world and we have to be a part of this world, but you can have a moment of that mountaintop experience tonight. There is a special adoration and holy hour and joining us with more information about it. It is our good friend, Daniel Oberreiter. He will be part of this fabulous evening. Good morning, Daniel. Thanks for joining us.
7: Oh, thanks for having me, Brenda. Good morning to you.
1: Daniel, as I just said, I myself think about this beautiful gospel reading and just the idea of it being before a transfigured Christ and never wanting to leave. We all have that opportunity just sitting in holy hours. For you, Daniel, how has being able to spend time in a holy hour before the Blessed Sacrament transformed your faith and your ministry?
7: Well, just adoration is uh it's it's a transforming thing to do i always say you know go to adoration and then adoration always points to to mass of course um but it's it's like heaven on earth Uh, it's like that old song by i forget who sang it but heaven is a place on earth and it's called the catholic church and uh we don't want to leave that place once we really realize who's inside every catholic church throughout you know the world especially in our archdiocese here in portland The Lord of the universe is inside every Catholic Church, so why would we want to leave? And He he transfigures us as we gaze upon Him. It's not just gazing, He speaks to our heart in a special, intimate way that only He can. The Lord of the universe speaks to our heart. That's what's so awesome about adoration.
1: Daniel, when I sit before the Blessed Sacrament, I think about the different people I prayed for. Sometimes things that were cloudy are made clear for me. For you, you've spoken before about sitting before the Blessed Sacrament, and for you, that beautiful gift that God has given you of music, sometimes those things come clearer too. You've written a song or two (laughs) after visiting the Blessed Sacrament.
7: That's for sure. Multiple songs I've written in the presence of our Lord, or He's given me an inspiration for a a melody or a song lyric. Um, really? I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> you're sitting in front of the Lord of the universe. How, He's going to give you
1: the greatest art. I, how awesome. can I keep from singing, right? Isn't that amen. what the song says to amen? If you're just tuning in, Daniel Overrider is joining us today. He is the lead singer of that great band, The Thirsting, that you hear on The Morning Blend from time to time. And you have an opportunity to listen to Daniel and his beautiful music at a very special event tonight. So I love this idea. You don't know what you're going to do tonight. You have a busy evening maybe, clear it out because you will not want to miss this event. What have you guys arranged there at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church?
7: Okay, so St. Rose um, over off of Sandy, uh, we want to invite everybody, literally everybody, all of Portland is invited to um, an adoration evening. We're doing these every Wednesday night and beyond for, through Lent. Um, we'll have confessions available, and so it's at 6 o'clock Tonight. So if you've got a family member, a son or a daughter that doesn't go to church, you know, I think adoration is the most effective way to touch a soul's heart. Um, a family member that hasn't gone to church in a while, or maybe you've got a son or a daughter that's kind of like going through the motions, um, this is for them. So we have a mission, a goal. Our, 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 we we want to pray for, we want to inspire and invite Portland to know, love, and serve Jesus in the Eucharist. So every Wednesday, starting tonight, at St. Rose BDX here, we're having adoration at 6 o'clock. We'll start off with a song or two, um, and then we'll have just a short discussion about this transfiguration, how the Lord transfigures us in the Eucharist. Then we'll have a good 45 minutes of adoration, with a little bit of music in the background, uh, gentle music, reflective, prayerful. Um, we'll also have confessions available. So talk about transformation. Talk about that, you know, that mountaintop experience Mm -hmm. coming out of the confessional, and boom, boom, there's Jesus right in front of you. So all of Portland is invited. You're not sure what to do tonight, or you're thinking, hey, I still haven't made my Lenten commitment. We'll make your commitment tonight, starting every Wednesday, 6 p.m. We want to see you there at St. Rose.
1: We hear the stories, Daniel, of saints, saints like St. John Vianney, who said when he would spend hours and hours (laughs) before the Blessed Sacrament, they said, what do you do? And I said, well, I look upon my Lord and he looks at me. But for people to sit for 45 minutes, maybe especially if they've never been to holy hours before and they don't exactly know what to do. How do you help people along to learn how to worship the Lord? What does that look like? And well, and maybe how one person might worship might not be the same. So for people who have not been to holy hours before, how are they going to be able to experience this beautiful evening to begin with?
7: Well, I think this is the perfect entrance. If you've never gone to a holy hour, um, I've had people tell me, as we've been doing these holy hours at St. Rose, that that was the quote-unquote fastest holy hour I've ever been to. It just flew by. Um, Because we offer a little bit of music. I I, I sing a couple songs, but then I don't sing the whole time. I'll do some instrumental stuff, and then some silent time, because the most important thing is that I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to get in between you and Jesus. Mm. I just want to help... Open that door to open the prayerful uh, meditation, and that He would start to speak to your heart. So this is this is like a <clears throat> if there's like a gateway into <laughs> adoration, this is probably the one to go to. As we move up and we get more intimate with the Lord, you know, in our faith, it's very easy to spend an hour in silence with the Lord. Um, but maybe your son or daughter, or a friend, or a family member, or maybe that's you. You know, as you're listening, like, man, I don't know if I can do an hour in silence with the Lord. This is your perfect time to come and give it a chance and say, even if you just come for a half hour, that's fine, drop on in. Right now, the Lord of the universe is going to be adored, and he's inviting everybody in Portland to come.
1: Everyone is invited again, that Transfiguration moment, that mountaintop experience can be felt in all of the churches in the Archdiocese of Portland. And tonight, a special opportunity to spend a holy hour with Daniel Overrider and the team at St. Rose of Lima. Again, a wonderful evening, Daniel. Remind our listeners of the details and uh, the times and places where they need to go and how they might be able to find more information.
7: Yeah. St. Rose Catholic Church, just off of Sandy. You can Google St. Rose PDX. Um, We're at 6 o'clock tonight, 6 p.m. tonight.
1: Okay. Uh, Do not uh, wait. Tonight is the night to be there, and it is sure to be an incredibly beautiful evening. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us today. Pray for you for that beautiful transfiguration moment this evening at St. Rose.
7: Awesome. God bless. We'll see you all there.
2: 821 at Mocker Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and we have spring on the way. It's less than a month away, and if you're going to do some spring cleaning around your house, you've got an idea, you can make a lot of space if you get rid of that used car, truck, boat or RV that's just sitting there in the driveway. Imagine clearing that out and all the space you could have and you can help Catholic Radio at the same time. It's matri Radio's Vehicle Donation Program and it is really something else. It's very easy, smooth to get taken care of. I think we've been doing this over 20 years now and going on close to a thousand vehicles. So be a part of it. Help Catholic Radio make space for spring cleaning around your house. The Vehicle donation program you can check it out online matradayradio.com
6: support for matraday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722 That's 503-252-1722.
16: Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring track and field officials. Visit cyocamphoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff. Be transformed, where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are, and join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at cyocamphower.org. Thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you.
5: Jabron Zogby's State Farm agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Day Radio's leadership circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24/7 assistance. Jabron's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Jabron's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Jabron Zogby's State Farm agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at
8: Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the Spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org.
17: I am Father Cedric Bezenya. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live with Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion.
0: It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Monterey Radio.
2: 826 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And Bishop Liam Carey in the neighboring diocese of Baker is advising his priest on blessings for same-sex couples. We'll tell you about his decision coming next.
1: And the Alabama State Supreme Court has ruled that the sanctity of life and that of the lives of children is sacred regardless of their location i'll tell you about their recent ruling on frozen embryos in three minutes here is ben walther and ablaze we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary
2: leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary Ben Walter and a Blaze it's 830 <music>
1: The Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that frozen human embryos constitute children under state statute, a decision that could have wide-reaching effects on in vitro fertilization and other medical concerns there. The nine-judge court said in the 8-1 to ruling that the state's wrongful death of a minor act is sweeping and unqualified and that its provision extends to children, they say, quote, regardless of their location. Alabama voters in 2018 approved a state constitutional amendment affirming the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children. While in 2019, the state enacted a near total ban on abortions, one that went fully into effect with the repeal of Roe versus Wade in 2022. Catholic News Agency reported the state's high court's ruling came following a lawsuit brought by several parents whose frozen embryos had been accidentally destroyed at a fertility clinic. The plaintiffs had argued that the destruction fell under the state's wrongful death of a minor act. In the decision, the justices cited in part the Bible, including passages from Genesis affirming the sanctity of life, as well as commentary from St. Thomas Aquinas.
2: The United States on Tuesday again vetoed a draft United Nations Security Council resolution on the Israel Hamas war, blocking a demand for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. Thirteen council members voted in favor of the Algerian drafted text while Britain abstained. It was the third such U.S. veto since the start of fighting on October 7th. U.S. Ambassador to the UN Linda Thomas Greenfield said that the U.S. vetoed the draft resolution over concerns it would jeopardize its talks with Egypt, Israel, and Qatar that seek to broker a pause in the war and the release of hostages by Hamas in the Gaza Strip. The United States has since proposed a rival draft resolution calling for a temporary ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war and opposing a major ground offensive by its ally Israel in Rafah. It plans to allow time for negotiations and will not rush to a vote in the U.N.
1: Two U.S. officials have confirmed that an Air Force MQ-9 Reaper drone crashed near Yemen after Houthi rebels claimed to have shot down an American aircraft. The official stressed that it was unclear if the Houthis were involved. If they are, it would be the second time since November of 2023 that the Iranian-backed militant group has taken out a Reaper drone, which has a wingspan of 66 feet and costs about $32 million. The Houthis claim to have shot down the Reaper above Western Yemen with a surface-to-air missile and published footage per- reporting to show the incident and subsequent wreckage. The claims, however, were not immediately confirmed and the video could not be verified.
2: Bishop Liam Carey of the neighboring diocese of Baker has asked priests in eastern Oregon not to bless known cohabitating couples of the same sex or both sexes because he does not believe that blessings for couples in such situations could be carried out in a scandal-free manner. If a cohabitating heterosexual couple or same-sex couple were to ask a priest to bless them, they would be seeking an official sign of approval for behavior that the church teaches is sinful in God's sight. He wrote in a recent statement, I asked priest of Baker not to bless known cohabitating couples of the same sex or both sexes. Bishop Kerry concluded, individual men and women, however, should feel free to request and should receive a priestly blessing outside of Mass.
1: In response to a formal request from ambulance provider American Medical Response to loosen Multnomah County staffing requirements, Chair Jessica Vega Peterson responded Tuesday with her own four point plan to address AMR's slow response times and added a threat of more fines. Vega Peterson's office outlined its reasoning for sticking with the two paramedic model, some of which are unique to Multnomah County. The national standard for care for medical emergencies is for at least two paramedics to respond, the county chair's office said. In neighboring Oregon counties where AMR operates using the one and one model, Multnomah County said that local fire departments are generally able to supply a second paramedic when responding to the same calls. The county pointed out AMR has struggled to adequately staff ambulances in Clackamas, Clark and now Washington counties, despite the different model in place there. While response times are not quite as chronically poor in those counties, AMR also routinely fails to meet the standard in each. The county will convene its own expert and some from Oregon Health Authorities in the next 30 days to consult on the county's review of its ambulance service plan.
2: In sports, I'm getting excited, Brenda. You know why, because the Seattle Mariners position players joined their pitching and catching teammates on the field yesterday in Glendale, Arizona. It was the first full squad workout of spring training. The Mariners finished 88-74 last year, missed the playoffs by just one single game. Mm, so they got a tough. lot to avenge for this season. They've had an active offseason with multiple player acquisitions despite a relatively cash-strapped budget. The M's first spring training game is set for Saturday against the Baltimore Orioles, and then the regular season opens up March 28th. Not that far down the road, they'll be at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, taking on the Boston Red Sox in that first series of the year. Let's go! Let's can't wait. Come
1: on, baseball! I love it. When parishioner Carol, Carol Eichenberry goes to Mass at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver, well, she brings along her garbage. But it's not what you might think. It's for a new program. After Mass, she returns to her car to retrieve the bin, filled with things like banana peels and coffee grounds, and then dumps it into the parish's outdoor compost container, part of the Congregation to Compost Program in Clark County. The partnership with faith-based organizations is part of Clark County's effort to keep valuable nutrients out of the landfill and transform them into richer, healthier soil. I Eikenberry's story says well it's saving the planet in my own little small way. Eikenberry is among more than 50 parish families now participating in the congregation to compost program that was launched with the help of the parish's life justice and peace commission. The parish school well they also compost something they've been doing for at least 10 years said Eileen Sherrill the communications director. She said today the school has 415 students in grades K through 8 and 72 in the school's preschool program. When students finish their lunch they pour any leftover milk into a waste container, they put dry waste into the garbage and compostable materials into the cafeteria's 64-gallon bin. Roughly 16 to 20 gallons of compostables are properly discarded. Each and every day. The coordinator of the parish program, Mary Jo Dev Laminick says, anytime we do something together as the body of Christ or together as church, it helps us recognize the unity that we have with each other. We're not only doing something for the earth, we're doing something for one another.
2: You know, it sounded kind of unusual when you got into it. But the more you talked about it, the, the cooler it gets. That's right? great. And almost 500 kids at the St. Joseph 4, School.
1: 415, yeah. And then the preschool program. And I love what Carol said because uh, it sounded maybe a little saintly. And it's like her own little small way to help. Huh. Maybe a saint from Lesue had the same idea. <laughs>
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
5: Well, this Friday through Saturday, the Missionaries of the Holy Spirit are hosting a vocational discernment retreat at their house of study at Mount Angel. The Missionaries of the Holy Spirit invite single Catholic men aged 18 through 33 to a weekend retreat filled with tools to discern one's personal vocation for these and more events across our Catholic community. Go online to moderndayradio.com. There you can find the entire community calendar, and you can find it on our free Hail Mary media app. Eric's like our own little flower.
1: <laughs> is that what it <laughs> yes. is? Yes. A big little flower, maybe.
2: Well, you know, uh, April showers bring May flowers. That's it. I, I don't know what February showers bring, but it's raining, and we'll check the weather forecast and talk about ember days. Do you know what an ember day is? Well, today's one of them. We'll tell you about that next at Botter Day Radio
17: joy during Lent? St. Benedict thinks so.
13: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
17: There are two times when St. Benedict uses the word joy in his rule. Believe it or not, they are in the chapter on the observance of Lent. What message is he trying to send us? Since Lent is a preparation for Easter, the first message is that faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ ought to be a source of abiding confidence and joy in our life. No matter what trials we face, we have already overcome them in a certain way in Christ. The second is that fidelity to a life of integrity that corresponds with our faith is the only way to peace and joy in life.
13: For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E MinuteMonk.com.
17: We know Lent as a time of special discipline and attention to our Christian life. St. Benedict sees Lent as an opportunity for joy in the Holy Spirit. Do we have that kind of joy in our life?
8: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org.
5: Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live
2: life through the lens of scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the
5: story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 841 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 53 and low of 42 today. Gusty winds up to 20 miles an hour, maybe even a thunderstorm at 4 o'clock. Tonight it should dry out and it should stay dry through Thursday, Friday and the weekend and be partly sunny with beautiful skies.
1: Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church out in Camas, Washington.
5: And it's
2: 46 in North Portland at Holy Cross Catholic Church and School.
0: The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend.
1: Well, Patrick, I was scanning this morning to talk about a very special day today, and I found this article from the Catholic gentleman called the ember days Mm -hmm. now i've been a catholic my whole life i mean i've been close to the lord for years and years and years and raising my children in the faith and and all of those years one thing i am sure of is what i don't know about the catholic faith (laughs) is a lock there is always more to learn and to know
2: it's one of the best parts of our faith but aaron Earhart, our producer here, introduced me to em- Ember Days. I guess a couple years ago, so I, I am familiar with this, and was prepared for the spring Ember Days, which are going on
1: now. They're on going on now. Yeah. So today is Ember Wednesday, which I think begins it, and it starts over several days, or is it the whole week? I didn't. I saw that it was so just my beginning understanding
2: today. Understanding it is, it's three days: Ember okay. Wednesday, Ember Friday, and Ember Saturday. Oh, and P- that's my understanding of it, based on what based Aaron on told what he said. And, All right, and what I'm observing.
1: Okay, so. so we're going to talk about that today. It's not an official celebration in the church, but it, it is one be, of those highest yeah. practices that uh-huh. we can still participate in. So the Ember Days are special days of prayer and fasting during the liturgical year, and they happen, like you said, four times a year, and they correspond to the four seasons, and they focus our attention especially on the blessing of nature. So on these ember days, we give thanks for blessings we've received, but also remind ourselves of our need for penance and grace. All right. So that's an important thing to remember. Now, is the, the roots of ember days are ancient. In fact, sure. it goes all the way back to the Old Testament. The book of Zechariah describes an ancient Jewish practice of fasting four times a year. Now, Christians adopted this tradition into what was referred to in Latin as uh, quatur tempora. Or four times. And somewhere through the centuries, the Latin "tempora" became ember in colloquial speech. And thence, now we have ember days. Ah. Okay. So here's the thing to remember, Pat, about ember days. Lenti, penti, cruci, lucy.
2: Okay. What?
1: Lenti, penti, <laughs> Oh, I
2: see. For the four times of the year. That's right. So in Uh, springtime, I get it. it.
1: In springtime, after Ash Wednesday during Lent, which is today, it's Ember Wednesday, is one. In summertime, after Pentecost, there's your Pente Day. Mm. In the fall, that is after September 14th, on the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross, Crucy and then in winter after december 13th on the feast of
2: saint lucy saint
1: lucy that's right so lenty penty cruci lucy although they do say there's a better way to say it lucy ashes dove and cross okay okay so um I, I i'll remember lenty penty more than lucy and ashes and dove and cross but that does seem to be a little more a uh, higher and elevated way to oh this is remember so cool <laughs> isn't that amazing yeah So in the 1969 revision of the liturgical calendar, the Ember Days are no longer formally observed, but many Catholics still observe them in their homes and parishes, and it's a fruitful practice and great way to stay in tune with the liturgical year. So we are in Lent, and so they they talk about some practices here, and we'll get into it. We are doing many of these already because it is already Lent, but outside of the Lent and liturgical year, you can still do these things. So today day, we can kind of focus on some of these things.
2: So fasting, I know, is part of it, but now abstinence as well? Yeah. Okay. So
1: let's talk about that one for sure. Yes. Fasting and abstinence is one of the ways that we can celebrate today. So fasting on the Ember Days reminds us to honor nature's gift by using them in a moderation. As GK Chesterton quipped, we should thank God for beer and Burgundy, not by drinking too much of them. <laughs> but at one time, fasting on the Ember Days was obligatory. Now, according to the code of canon law, fasting and abstinence on Ember Days is commended, but not required.
2: See, I've heard that that uh, you really should only observe the abstinence on the Friday of Ember Days. So I wasn't sure if the abstinence is on all three.
1: Okay. Um. I might I might, think might as well
2: might as well err on the side of, of caution, right Just
1: one extra day, yeah. yeah, the another way is of course, obviously through thanksgiving on uh-huh. the ember days, we give thanks for the fruits of the earth, even though we don 't live in an agrarian society it 's good for us to give thanks for food that we have such easy access to. We may not grow it all ourselves, but we 're fed because of the work of others' hands now we 're in February, people might start be. Uh, start looking forward to uh, that that garden planting. Maybe if you've never planted before, this would be a good opportunity to maybe begin to think about an area of your yard where you can grow a few things. I'll tell you this for sure with my kids, when we had a little garden, even though they may not like the green beans, if we grew them ourselves and then pick them together and then cooked them, I guarantee you they'll at least try it. They'll try (laughs) it now that they, you know don't like it after that than that. But there is something about growing your own and feeding yourself with the fruits that the Absolutely, earth provides us. Absolutely, yeah. Oh yeah,
5: it's really cool. And I, speaking of that agrarian society part, I, that's where I came to know about Ember Days in kind of a historical context because they usually line up with uh, the first one being the planting season and the one in the fall lining up with the harvest season. Oh, yeah. And so part of that tradition then was lots of prayers for a good harvest, because if the harvest wasn't good, you might not survive or your family might <laughs> sure. not survive. And so that was a really important part of kind of historical Europe and, and Catholicism. Yeah.
1: This is also an important day or very important time to pray for priests. Now this is very interesting too. In the past, priests were ordained on the Amber days. The laity would oh. pray for the priest getting ordained on that day and ask, that God would send them good priests. So the Ember Days still provide a great opportunity for us to pray for priests. And you think about how stretched, especially during the Lenten season, that priests are, boy, they are heroic witnesses to our Lord, and we should always continue to pray for them, especially if you're not maybe seeing eye to eye on decisions of the priests. Pray, 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 pray always for that priest and that your situation be reconciled. And then lastly, of course, almsgiving. Almsgiving. Yeah, the church is always tied together, giving thanks and giving alms. And the Ember Days are no exception. They're excellent opportunities to support the needy. Now, there's also quite a few number of prayers that go along with these special days as well. So there is a prayer for the Ember Days, and it begins with an antiphon Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and never forget all that he has done for me from generation to generation. I love
2: that
12: one. Isn't that beautiful?
1: Uh Yeah. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Uh, Somebody should write a song like that.
2: (laughs) You think so? Right? I think that's a good one.
1: And of course, we talked about praying for the laborers and we think about the people. We just walk into the grocery store. We grab what we need and giving maybe not too much thought about the work involved in planting those foods. And then harvesting them and then getting to them. Uh, I think in many countries, especially third world countries, where the grocery stores are not plentiful. But if I want to, you know, any variety of fruit. Here it is the middle of winter last week. I went and bought artichokes right there. You know, I, they probably came from some far off distant place. But, uh, you know, do we spend time thinking about what it takes to make sure that our grocery stores are plentiful? So good, thank the labor. thinking, yeah. And then lastly, they also uh, actually vocations to the priesthood. We, of course, pray for that. Father Peter Julia prays that here at Matre day Radio for us. And then lastly, there is a prayer in honor of Christ's betrayal and passion. So that is also <sighs> another one. That's a longer prayer. It also goes along with five Our Fathers, five Hail Marys, and a glory be to the Father. So awesome. all great ways. So for today's podcast and, and the second cup today, I'm gonna to include the link to the Catholic gentleman's his webpage. I of course am the present of two Catholic gentlemen here, but go online and you can read all about Ember Days and you can again remember why we talk about Lenty Plenty <laughs> Crucy Lucy.
2: Uh, This is going to be in my head all day. Okay,
1: good. That's why I said it again. (laughs) Just for all of you, I hope you enjoyed today's second cup.
6: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
14: Please join me, Father Peter Julia, Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in these prayers of Eucharistic Revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended, and through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
15: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization
13: worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima.
15: The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the First Saturday Devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic
1: radio show host and a permanent deacon?
17: A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle.
1: And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic.
17: We understand, and together we'll find God's grace.
1: We may not always agree,
17: but we are always faithful.
1: Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew.
17: Right here on Matri-Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio.
2: Last check of weather, and it shows about 100% chance of rain throughout the day today, so it's just going to be off and on throughout the day. Winds could gust over 20 miles an hour, so be on the lookout for that. High this afternoon up to 52, low tonight cooling off to 41, and then as we get closer to the weekend, that weather improves, but Brenda, next week, we might see some snowflakes again.
1: I cannot believe that we are seeing that but you're right if you Temperatures remember are gonna we got drop. 10
2: inches of snow last oh. february 22nd so okay. it can happen oh yeah
1: it can happen we'll definitely keep an eye out on that future forecast
2: right now it's uh, starting to clear up just a little bit maybe a sprinkle or two here and there 47 right here in bridgetown
1: and closing out our show today here is sarah Hart, joy in these bones and we are the morning blend right here at mater.com Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: between your faith and everyday life. That's Sarah Hart. Got joy down in these bones. It's 859. Oh, what a joy to be back in the saddle
1: today. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's great to have you, bad boy, with your joy. Pat, it was a great Wednesday for middle of the week show. I thought we... A lot of Friday fun going on.
2: Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to be applying for that job at NASA now. So <laughs> I'm going to to live in their Mars biodome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you.